Welcome to Jefferson Parish Pulse Powered by JEDCO, a podcast designed to showcase the businesses, organizations, and individuals that make up the heartbeat of the Jefferson Parish economy. I'm Kelsey Scram. Well, whenever I have a salon, we had a one-site competition in Dow Chase. And, you know, first time entering a competition, little that I knew after all said and done, towards the end of the competition, they called up my name being first place. And I was so kind of impressed. I was shocked, yeah. pretty much. You know, a hairstylist, Asian person coming to Bell Chase winning a competition. I was kind of, kind of odd, you know. That is Jimmy Wynn, the founder and owner of Crawlin Seafood. Crawlin's is a new Viet Cajun seafood restaurant based in Terrytown. The business serves up heaping platters of boiled and fried seafood, po'boys, gumbos, and a rotating lunch menu of specialty items, ranging from red beans and rice to spaghetti and meatballs. Jimmy, who dreamed up all the recipes himself, takes great pride in getting them just right. And it shows. Open just seven months, Crawlins has become a fan favorite for locals and tourists alike, with a five-star Yelp rating and thousands of social media followers. Jimmy, a hairstylist turned restaurateur, worked with Jedco to launch his new business, bringing to life his longtime dream of owning a restaurant. Jedco financed approximately 65% of the project. The loan covered purchase of new equipment, leasehold improvements, working capital, and inventory costs. Crawlins helped create 15 new jobs in Jefferson Parish with its opening. Jimmy runs the restaurant full-time, and while he closed his salon about a year ago, he still styles hair for clients several days a week. He graciously gave me some of his time to talk about getting his dream business off the ground. We recorded the interview at Crawlin Seafood, a brightly lit gathering space with a floor-to-ceiling mural depicting key New Orleans landmarks. The business was open at the time, so you may hear the sounds of a swinging kitchen door throughout the interview, just showing how busy the restaurant is at all hours of the day. Jimmy and I talked about how he went from styling hair to running a restaurant, the importance of celebrating his Vietnamese culture through his recipes, and what visitors should try when they stop by Crawlins for lunch or dinner. I had so much fun catching up with Jimmy, and I hope you'll enjoy his interview. Okay, Jimmy, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Can you please give us the short elevator pitch for, for the business? What is Crawlins? Well, Crawlins is a family-owned big Cajun restaurant in Terrytown, Louisiana. What makes a big Cajun is our signature butter sauce that I've created for our seafood boils. We have everything from boiled crawfish, boiled shrimp, lobsters, Dungeness crab, snow crabs, and, you know, gumbo, etouffee, seafood platters, and many other dishes to choose from. That is awesome. I have had your food. I remember like right before we were doing the grand opening when with our um, with our organization, she brought us over here to kind of check things out and to meet you because I know you worked with her. And we'll talk about that in a little bit about the loan. But um, I've you like rolled out with like all this food. <laughs> it was so good. Fried catfish and po'boys. And I think I ate like a quarter of what you brought out and it was all so good. So uh, just a plug for everybody who's listening to come check out Crawlins. Um, so good. What made you want to open this business? I always dreamt about opening up a restaurant, you know, ever since I was little. So probably about 15 years ago, I had an option. Because I, I was going to do hair or I was going to go into culinary school. So I chose hair. I chose hair because, you know, after seeing so many people in the restaurant industry, it was kind of hard because you have to be here every single day, seven days a week. Even whenever you're here, you know, there's work behind the scenes all the time, you know. But that's why I kind of deferred myself to being a hairstylist. Mm-hmm. But after 10 or so years, 
I said, I need to open up a restaurant to where I can kind of back off from here a little bit so I can kind of be in a restaurant scene and then hopefully it kind of runs itself so I can spend more time with my kids because I have two, two kids right now. Oh, that's so great. And I, I really do want to talk a little bit more about, you know, running a business and, and, and um, you're cutting hair and you've got kids. So there's just a lot going on. I mean, it's a pretty busy season for you, I imagine. It is. It, it was a busy season. Now that, you know, coffee season is over with, it's going to kind of calm down a little bit to where I can kind of back off to where I let my staff kind of run the show. You know, everybody's trained properly to where it kind of keep rolling whenever I'm not here. Did you always love cooking? What sort of what sort of drove this idea that you were like, I'm going to open a restaurant? I always did crawfish boils at my house all the time, you know, year after year. And then everybody came over and they really enjoyed my seafood. So ever since then, I was like, man, I, I probably, you know, you might probably do pretty well if I open up a seafood shop. So that's whenever I kept on practicing, kind of perfecting the recipes and then decided to try to do this. During the pandemic, just sitting around just drinking said. Hey, let's open a restaurant, yo. All the best ideas always come when you're drinking, right? <laughs> hey, that's how things start. Yes, I love that. Um, and you talked a little bit about the fact that these, this is via Cajun. And I, I'd love to talk about how this restaurant sort of pays tribute to your heritage and your culture. How does this restaurant pay tribute to how you've grown up? You know, just boiling as a kid, it all started off whenever my mom had a grocery store. My mom had a grocery okay. store for about 20 years. And then before and after school, we was always there, you know, and, you know, raise, you know, mom and dad raising seven kids, we have to kind of help out the family business. So we just, instead of being at home, boiling crawfish, we was boiling crawfish in the back of the store. And then I was learning from brother. And then next thing you know, he said, hey, take over one day. So that's whenever I kind of started. And then at first it was too salty or too spicy or whatever. Everybody just was burning, but it was still pretty good. <laughs> so after that, you know, I kind of perfected it and just kept on boiling, boiling, boiling all, at every single event. So I pretty much kind of took over their job. It sounds like it was almost like something that was, I mean, it was a family family sort of affair, but also something that you might have done for fun because you liked cooking for people. I did. I enjoyed it. And plus, nobody else was doing it except for us. Right. And, then, and none of the girls was kind of going to boil. It was like a kind of a manly job. I guess it gets passed down. Yeah. You know? from I guess from dad to, to son to their kids yeah you know? that's what I try to kind of teach my little nephews and stuff right now so it's kind of take over because I'm kind of getting old now <laughs> I mean you're not old I'm just trying to keep the tradition alive you know what's so interesting to me is like if you go into a business where you are boiling crawfish and most of your customers are from down here originally so you have to be doing something really right to get people to come back and to if you're in the business of seafood, because everybody thinks they know how to do seafood best, right? Sure. Um, so what is that like for you to, you know, see people who are coming back again and again? I mean, that must make you feel really good. It does. But whenever I had a salon, we had a one-sack competition in Dow Chase. And, you know, first time entering the competition, little that I knew after all said and done, towards the end of the competition, they called up my name being first place. And I was so kind of impressed. I was shocked yeah. pretty much. You know, a hairstylist, Asian person coming to Bell Chase winning a competition. I was kind of, kind of odd, you know. That's incredible. And that's like before you were even running a restaurant. Correct. I was just doing it for fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, did that sort of give you like the, I'm going to do this? Was that the springboard or was that like years and years ago? It was a little bit of motivation. It was like a couple of years ago before the pandemic. And it has kind of triggered onto opening up this restaurant. 
what does your family think about you running a restaurant? How do they feel about you going from being a salon owner to being a restaurant owner? Has that changed anything? Well, they're kind of scared at first, you know, it's, it's a big risk. I was, I'm, you know, pretty good at what I do as a hairstylist and going to a restaurant. It's, it's kind of hard seeing, you know, that transition. But, you know, I guess I've kind of proven myself yeah. that, you know, people are kind of coming back and I made the right choice. That is awesome. You know, and then with their help too, you know, they stood behind me throughout the whole thing. So I thank them for that also. That's really wonderful. I love to see that. I love to hear that. You're full-time in this business. It's open now six days a week. When are you cutting hair? Are you doing that like every day too? Or how is that working? Uh, I'm scheduling my appointments every like Tuesday, Wednesday, and probably Saturdays. So it, it kind of changes from week to week depending on all my staff. You know, so now that is pretty consistent. Now I'm working like two to three days a week. So it's a it's a lot of different things. You're like full time in all in every aspect of your life right now. Yes, ma'am. Scheduling my own appointments, running stuff for the restaurant, being a dad, being a husband. It's a, it's a lot to take in, but you know, just roll with it. Really, I'm so interested in the hairstylist aspect of this too, because that's that's something that was sort of the the start. So. You were doing that for how, how many years have you been a hairstylist? I've been a hairstylist for about 15 years now. Okay. That's a long time. That's a long time. Yeah. <laughs> was there anything about being a hairstylist that you've learned or carried over into running a restaurant? How is that sort of translated? It's hard being a salon owner and a restaurant owner. That's why I sold my salon a year ago to focus on the restaurant because, you know, I can't spread myself too thin because whenever you open up something you have to kind of be there 100% of the time and then stepping back doing five days a week doing hair kind of lost some clients or whatever because you know people need to have you know consistent schedule with hair so you know I, I guess I still have like 60 to 70% of my clients and plus it's not at the same salon I've pretty much moved from the West Bank downtown now so I'm a hairstylist at the Buda Lounge right next okay. to Republic and Red Eye right there on South Peters so a lot of people from the West Bank, they don't like to travel all the way downtown. But the people that do, you know, they're still pretty loyal to me. And I did not realize that you owned your own salon. You have had experience being a business owner for the last 15 years, essentially. Yes. No matter what the business is, whether it's owning a salon or owning a restaurant, there are some things that are similar, right? Hiring and firing people, you know, making sure that you have trustworthy staff. Yeah. Well, during a hair salon, I was doing... I was doing hair and we had nails, we had face shows, we have massages. It was a whole pretty much full service salon. So the the main thing is to kind of keep staff happy and keep clients happy. So in this industry, it's keeping customers happy by, you know, just providing good food and good service. Those are the keys to success. I love that. I love that there's just like this, this sort of theme of customer service and caring for customers across the board. You got to have happy customers and have happy clients. We're talking about Crawlins now. We're talking about this seafood restaurant. What do you think really sets Crawlins apart from other from other like businesses? I guess most restaurants are pretty much the same. You know, our Crawlins, we provide the big Cajun garlic butters and stuff for our seafood. That what makes it kind of sets it apart from, to say, Salvo's or Zotico's or something down the street because we're the only one around the West Bank area as opposed to, you know, my cousin that owns Big Easy Seafood, he was one of the first ones down here. So your cousin owns a seafood restaurant too? Yes. That's awesome. But they're they're kind of different or are they similar? Oh, uh, they're very similar. 
seafood boils, we have po' boils, we have gumbos, very, very similar. You've talked about this a little bit on the front end of the show, but how did you know it was the right time to launch the business? Honestly, I didn't know it was the right time or not. During this pandemic, I just took a chance and hopefully it kind of pays off. You know, whenever you open up a business or anything in the restaurant industry, you know, your rate is very, very high, but I believe in myself. I just kind of took a risk. Opening in the pandemic, that's always sort of a... Scary. Yeah. (laughs) But you did it and you guys have been successful. I mean, I I think you've been open, what, about half a year? Yeah, about six, seven months now. So what are the things, some of the things that you've learned about running this type of business in that time? I've learned that pretty much whenever we first open up, you got to put everything that you have into it. I, I was having clients call me, text me, when can I get an appointment? I couldn't really couldn't give them an answer because I had to kind of focus on this. Yeah. So it was all or nothing being here. And then about me being here, they had no leader. So I'm the main one that's trying to kind of train everybody, making sure everything's running right, doing interviews, meeting up with contractors. It was all it was it was hard for the past like year and a half, yeah. just building it from kind of ground up. And you know, I have like family help and everything, but when it comes down to it, it was only kind of me yeah. kind of running the whole show. Yeah, that's tough. Um, you know, and that's sort of, you know, when I talk to entrepreneurs, that's always one of the things that sort of stands out to me is how much you're giving of yourself just pretty much all the time for for months and years. I mean, it's a, it's a grind for sure. It's a grind. And the grind doesn't stop and it's still not stopping. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, the great thing about you know, you've been working so hard. There's been a really huge response to this, to this company. There's been lots of social media influencers that have come and done stories about how great your food is. Um, I've been, I've seen them all over Instagram because I follow you, obviously Jedco follows your, uh, your, your restaurant. So what has it been like for you to see the business taking off after so many years of sort of dreaming and, and thinking about that this might be the move? You know, it feels pretty good whenever people comes in and then, you know, you're asking them how's the food and then your response is, you know, it's, it's great, it's fabulous. And then, you know, it's always great to see returning customers. That's how you know that, you know, they really meant it yeah. instead of just kind of telling you a lie in front of your face or something like that. So there was one time I was in here, we had had lunch and I felt like it was just a stream of customers the entire time that I was here. But I thought it was really neat that like there were all these people that were just coming back that were repeat customers that really loved your food. I mean, it was so, this is like such a quintessential like neighborhood type of restaurant where you see, you know, people in this area sort of coming back over and over, which I absolutely love. I think that's so cool. I feel like we have a good support system too. You know, being a hairstylist, you kind of connect with so many people. And once I opened up the restaurant, a lot of people that were clients and people that were coming to the salon came in here to kind of show support. Yeah, I love that. So I guess it was kind of networking. Yes. Yeah, for sure. I think that's so cool. I want to talk about this space is really neat too. So you're, you're based in Terrytown. Um, it's a beautiful restaurant. You kind of walk in and it's got this like sort of grocery grocery feel almost where you've got like the counter and like all these different like bags of chips and sodas and there's and you know these great signs sort of showing you know what's on the menu for today but my favorite part about the restaurant is the mural it is so cool can you talk about the mural um the mural i guess my vision was whenever someone whenever customers come into a store the first thing they want to see is something 
nice and bright. And then something that's kind of screams New Orleans. That's how I came up with Providence, the name. I combined crawfish and New Orleans together. That's how I came up with Providence. And then, you know, the whole mural has the Superdome, the cathedral, the bridge separating, you know, the West Bank to downtown. It's gorgeous. Yes, it's it's really pretty. It's very bright. I feel like that was like the thing that sort of like struck me when I walked in here. It's just like how bright and like energizing that this space feels. And I think when people walk in here, that's really what you you get. It's just like energetic vibe. Yes. I love it. Um, the artist that did the mural. Um, how how do you know that individual? So the artist, I called, my cousin gave me his contact because he did the mirrors at his shop. So I contacted him. I said, hey, you know, I'm opening up a restaurant. Can you, um, you know, paint this on my wall for me? And he kind of got back with me about a week later and said, yes, Jim, I'll do it for you. you know? So I was very, very happy that he said yes. Yeah. And he was one of the first painters to paint with Wayne Kern. Wow. Yes, ma'am. And you've got that on your wall. I do have it on my wall. <laughs> that's so cool. So that's part of history. Yeah, that's awesome. I really, really <laughs> love that. Um, so I want to switch gears just a little bit here. You're based in Terrytown, as I mentioned. Really, that's this is that's so exciting for us here at Jedco because Terrytown is an area of focus for for us. We're really looking at how do we revitalize this area. You know, this is one of the oldest neighborhoods on the West Bank, maybe one of the oldest neighborhoods in the area, and it's just you know we want to create this sort of vibrancy and walkability and, and having a restaurant like yours really means a lot to Jedco and to this neighborhood so that you're right here. So when we talk about you getting financing, getting funding, Jedco was able to step in and help a little bit with that. How did that happen? Um, I was just on the phone with Wynn one day, just kind of catching up. And she said, Hey Jim, I work with Jedco at first. I was like, who's Jedco? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had no clue. You know, but her being my friend, I knew she wouldn't kind of steer me in the wrong direction. And she was asking me how much I put out for the spot and everything because I was pretty much trying to fund the whole thing by myself. I didn't want to have like another loan and another note every single month coming in. And during the pandemic time, everything, the price was just kind of sky high. Everything soared up. So instead of kind of putting out everything that I had, when it was like, hey, Jimmy, you know, come, let's kind of, Check out everything and see if you kind of qualify for a loan and stuff with us so you can put some money back in your pocket. Yeah. So that's how I came about. Wynn is our business development officer. And what's so great is that Wynn has all these connections from, you know, just living in the community. And, and that's a, a perfect example of how she she was friends with you, knew you, and was able to say, like, hey, Jedco can help you. Um, so what has your experience been with Jedco? Um since working with us. Jedco has been phenomenal. You know, I love everything that y'all did for us, you know, giving us a loan, coming out to the, the grand opening events, doing this podcast, putting us on the map, you know, for pretty much for free. It's like free advertisement in a way. And everything has been, everything that y'all have done has been awesome. And everybody there is, has been great pretty much. Very sincere. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That's I. It's like one of those things where I'm like, how has it been? And uh, we hope you say something nice about this. <laughs> I'm pretty um, sure everybody has good things to say about y'all. <laughs> well, thank you. We appreciate that very much. Um, so what do you like about doing business in Jefferson Parish? What What made you want to do business here? I thought that there was an opportunity here right off of Terry Parkway that you know they, they didn't have any seafood spots. So that's why I kind of picked this location. They have so much traffic around here. 
you know, the response time for like police officer and everything is kind of great too. It's not in a bad neighborhood or anything. You know, so that was one of my main kind of concerns. It's wide open. I feel like it's pretty safe. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good strategic thought too, to, to place a, a restaurant where there's, you know, it's a high traffic area. Yeah. That's great. Um, love to hear that and see it. And I know that there were a lot of, you know, when you had your grand opening, um, you know, the, the council people came out and they were really excited about you being here. And I think one of the things that I always love about Je- Jefferson Parish is how um, responsive our, our government is to our businesses. Like they just absolutely love seeing new business show up in their communities. Councilman's great. Parish president's great. You know, they came to wrote me some a letter that they couldn't even be here and they didn't have to. Mm-hmm. That was awesome for them. Yeah. I know they're busy too, taking their time off the day to kind of just write like a little note. Yeah, that's this Jefferson Parish is great. <laughs> I mean, I'm not just saying that because I work at Jedco, everybody. Um, let's talk about advice. You've been an entrepreneur for a long time. Um, what is the best advice that you have for entrepreneurs who are just starting out, maybe in the food space, for instance? Ooh, I guess the best advice for people trying to open up a restaurant, do anything in the food industry is that this is a pretty much a lifetime commitment. Spare long, long hours and just be, just make sure that you're ready for it. Yeah, that's good advice. Make sure you're ready for it. Make sure you have, I guess, the finances to kind of back it up whenever it's slow and just keep on grinding. You know, got to work hard and make sure everything's kind of on point at all times. And a lot of people coming into this, it's always good for them to hear from from restaurant owners and from people who have been doing it. It's just, you know, that's why I always like to ask. Um, so I appreciate that. So how can people find you? Uh, where, wh- what are your hours? Uh, how can people find you online? Uh, people can find us on Facebook, Instagram. We're on TikTok. Yelp and Google. We've been getting a lot of like customers from Yelp and Google. The people search a profit or something like that. And we're one of the first people to kind of come up, which is good, you know. And you know, our reviews open in six months now. We have a hundred reviews at a four point eight rating, that which is pretty good. That is awesome. You're on TikTok. How do you feel about TikTok? <laughs> uh the influencers put us on TikTok. You know? I love I'm, that. I'm kinda new at this right now. So I was talking to one of my um social media guys about that and I was like yeah, we need to get more videos and more reels on it because yeah. it reaches a, a lot of people. Yeah, TikTok apparently is where it's at. We don't have a TikTok yet. I don't know how many people are interested in like economic development TikTok. Hey, we'll tag you. Don't worry. <laughs> we love it. We love it. Um, so you mentioned that it's not crawfish season anymore, um, which means that things are sort of shifting. Uh, what What is most popular here when it's not crawfish season? Well, Crawfish season ended, but we have everything else. You know, people come, we have shrimp, we have crawfish, we have crab, we have gumbo, A to A, we have our lunch specials. So everything but crawfish, pretty much. Yeah, and it's really good. I mean, I, I really enjoyed your crawfish. I thought it was fantastic, but I also really enjoyed everything else. I mean, I just feel like when you're here in this restaurant and you're experiencing the space and you're eating the food, like you can just tell that it was made with a lot of care and that you put a lot of thought into the recipes behind all of these things. I do. Every night I come home and try to kind of perfect the recipes if it needs to be perfected. I stay up to like two, three o'clock in the morning to do it while my kids are sleeping because that's the only time I really have time to kind of think. 
Yeah. But they're throughout the whole day, we're busy with everything else. So are you rolling out new things all the time or is it is it pretty much the same standard menu and you might try like a, a special here or there that's a little bit different? Um, it's pretty much the same standard menu, but every day is a learning progress. So I'm, I am adding more different items to the menu. You, know, you don't want to kind of have like 30 different items, but one here and one there. To yeah. kind of switch it up a little bit to driving people. What is your favorite thing on the menu? It's hard to say. I came up with everything, so I pretty much like everything <laughs> that I put, pretty much put out. If somebody came in here today, what would you recommend they try? The gumbo, the etouffee, the seafood platters, mm-hmm. our surf and turf po' boys. It's very, very popular. I want to talk about your sauces, too. We have the big Cajun garlic butter, and I yeah. came with the Collins garlic butter. So the big Cajun has a little bit more kind of sweet tartness to it, in a way. But it's still very, very buttery and savory, as opposed to the Collins one has a lot more ingredients in there. So you, it's kind of bursting the flavors whenever you eat it. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. But if you're not into the sauces, we still have just traditional ones. Okay. Yes, for those who are traditionalists, um, they are just like those regular sauces that you can expect anywhere, but certainly we recommend trying the others. It's always good. So. You know, whenever people come in here, they always ask us, they said, you know, do you have just crawfish or what are the garlic butters? And some people just feel kind of skeptical about it, about trying the garlic butter because they're not used to it. You know, but once they do try it, I guess 75% of people, they pretty much love it and we get repeat customers out of it. I know we're getting near the end. I want to be really thoughtful of your time. I know we've kind of run, we're close to, to time. So what are your hours right now? How, when should people come? <laughs> when should they not come, I guess? <laughs> My hours are from 11 to 7 every day. Okay. You know, people say, why do you have clothes so early? I said, I got to get home to my family. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And Sundays right now? Sundays were closed. Okay. So I think we was open from 11 to kind of 3 o'clock. So we can have, you know, so the staff can kind of go home and enjoy the rest of the Sundays. But I think for the next coffee season, we're going to open up from 11 to pretty much 7, open up all day because those are one of our busiest days. Gotcha. And we'll probably close like another day if I have to. Cool. So right now, during crawfish's off season, you are open Monday through Saturday, Monday and then Friday. when crawfish season comes back, you'll be you'll have a different schedule. So, folks, just be sure to check the uh, check the website regularly for hours and things like that as we get closer to crawfish season. And then, is there anything that you want to share that I didn't ask? Well, I think we pretty much covered everything. You know, I just wanted to kind of say thank you for you coming here to do this podcast and thank Quinn for kind of introducing me to y'all and thank you all the councilmen and everybody else kind of involved. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure. I mean, we, we love working with you and we're excited to continue to support your growth. Thank you so much. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you, Kelsey. A big thanks to Jimmy for taking time out of his busy schedule to be on the show and for welcoming me into the beautiful Crawlin Seafood space to share his story. You can find links to Crawlin Seafood social media channels in the show notes in case you'd like to learn more. Every other Thursday, we will release new episodes of the Jefferson Parish Pulse, so we hope you will keep on tuning in. We'll be sharing links to all of our episodes on our social media platforms. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Jedco underscore news, on Facebook at Jefferson Parish Economic Development, and on LinkedIn at JP Economic Development. You can also visit our website at jedco.org. That's J-E-D-C-O dot org. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating or a review. 
They help other listeners like you find the show, which helps us share our story and the stories of our business owners with more people, something we always appreciate. We'll be back with a new episode in two weeks. As always, thank you so much for listening.